When the tide rushes in and you feel at home again, there's a peace that purifies your soul. Though you never really know just which way the wind will blow, but I'm sure that I must sail away. Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to Global Blue Nosers, the podcast about everyday people around the world whose lives have been shaped by the province of Nova Scotia. I'm your host, Sean Meister, uh, and today I'm being joined by someone who was actually mentioned in our last episode that featured Emma Robertson. Uh, Olivia McDonald grew up about 15 minutes away from where I'm sitting right now, actually, um, but she's now based in London where she works as a digital marketer. Uh, she's a very proud Blue Noser and is always looking for ways to promote the, pro- the province and the products made here. Olivia is also an avid traveler who documents her travels through Live on a Shoestring. Um, and I actually just started following you on Instagram for that because uh, it actually looks awesome. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and I actually, I actually met Olivia for the first time through LinkedIn. I actually saw her profile and her cover photo was the Lunarburg waterfront. And immediately when I saw that, I was like, that's a good sign that this is someone I should connect with and get to know. Uh, so this is actually our first time ever chatting. So I'm glad that we've moved from LinkedIn to this. Uh, and it's been pretty obvious since we first got connected that you are someone who loves Nova Scotia and who understands how a blue noser living away can still have an impact. So with all that said, Olivia, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. And it's been so nice connecting as well. Looking forward to chatting today. Yeah, I mean, Emma, Emma had lots of great stuff to say about you. So we'll, <laughs> uh, you can return the favor as we go through. You can just kind of layer in great things about her as, as we're chatting. Yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> just joking. <laughs> She's great. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, we, we had a great conversation again, someone who, um, it wasn't too hard to, to get her to start talking about why Nova Scotia is a great spot. So, uh, I feel like there's, as we chatted about in, in our, in our conversation, in the last episode, there's lots of similarities between the two of you. And I think the love yes. of this province is definitely a, a common element as well. Yes, definitely. It's, it's, um, we went, it, it's a weird story. We went to university together, but I think we're maybe three or four years different. So we went to Mount St. Vincent. We both studied PR and we both met each other through the student publication called Symmetry. Um, and that's kind of how it evolved. So I eventually moved to the UK and Emma's dad was born in Glasgow. So she had the right to a passport and very long, very dramatic story short, I was almost deported from the UK. <laughs> so uh, that's a story for another time and like several bottles of um, of wine. But I was almost deported. And the whole time that this long-winded experience was happening, um, I kept saying to Emma, get your passport. Like, do not let me go and suffer through all of these years of trauma and expensive visas and you know, all this stuff when you could be paying like 50 pounds to get your your passport and come over here. So eventually she did um, after like literally years of, I'm sure she used the words um, bullying, <laughs> <laughs> but I'd say it, it's gentle um, encouragement. Um, so she eventually moved over here 
just before the pandemic. And I have a boyfriend who um, is from the north of England in a very small place called Lancaster. And she always said, wouldn't it be so funny if these two girls from Halifax met two boys from Lancaster and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it would be funny, but, you know, very unlikely. And lo and behold, she meets this lovely guy called Conrad, whose dad was my boyfriend's dad's headmaster at school. And my boyfriend's mom is a music teacher who worked at the same school as Conrad's dad. So we have all these crazy similarities. And now we spend Christmas together. When we go up north, we have our annual AGM, we're calling it, where we train up together, meet up in the city. Um, And in another vein, my boyfriend has hardly any family, very, very small. And the first time we went back to Canada together, we had a stopover in Toronto. And he always said he had a, a distant cousin or something who lived in Canada. And I assume Toronto because most people end up in Toronto. Yep. And he looked her up. She's from Lower Sackville. On living on the same street my mom grew up on. We have all these mutual friends. And I'm like, oh my God. Are we related? (laughs) We're not. We're definitely not. That's good. Um, Yes. Please make that clear. (laughs) No relation. (laughs) But it's just, I mean, the Canadian connection and especially the East Coast connection, there always seems to be someone somewhere who knows somebody, you know, and it all just kind of comes back. And I think I knew it always in Nova Scotia. But I've especially noticed it having not been there um, and that just the ways that, you know, the world kind of works and connections are made. So, yeah, that 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 has to be the most like Nova Scotia sounding story. Just the the layers (laughs) of connection to like start a university, go do this, stay connected. I mean, yeah, that feels so East Coast. I, I love it. And it's great that you're over in the UK and can just keep living. That, that Nova Scotia kind of thing, which is like, oh, yeah, no, we're all connected. Everyone's interconnected. Um, yeah. No, I, I love that. I love that. There's um, so many weird things like that that happen as well. Um, and I think, you know, moving abroad and traveling and meeting people from everywhere. And, you know, they're always like, oh, I've got a friend from Canada. Do you know John? And it's like, come on. Like, do you know how big the country is? Do you know how many Johns there are out there? And then they'll give a last name and you're like, oh, yeah, it's my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Just yep. happens too frequently. <laughs> the stereotypes are very true. It's it's so true. When I was living away from the province, it happened to me all the time. Um, more than yeah. more than I expected. So, yeah, no, it's it's a surprisingly small world when you actually start to go out and start to, to live, you know, outside of the little kind of like little pocket that we grew up in here in Nova Scotia. When you break out of it, you expect you're going to go out and it's this whole new thing where you never get the opportunity to reconnect with home. And it seems like you can't avoid it. It's just, there's always, yeah. there's always an opportunity to to find that link back to, to the place that you grew up. It's, it's really weird. Yeah, definitely. And I think when I first came as well, you know, everyone who you speak to is like, Oh, you're from Canada. You must be from, 
Toronto or Vancouver. And it's like, you know, so many people had never heard of Nova Scotia. Um, and now my close friends, it's almost become this buzzword of mine. You know, anytime I'm with them and someone says, oh, where are you from? And I say, Nova Scotia. And they almost like can put in quotation marks the next phrase, which is always, oh, it means New Scotland. <laughs> and they're like, oh, God. <laughs> it's good to have a catchphrase. Yeah. It's good to have. It, yeah. No, it's, uh, and it's the New Scotland thing is really caught on. Now there's all the brand. The, brands here in the province that are really leaning into the, the whole new Scotland thing. So I think, I mean, you're, you're right on brand by saying that. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, that's, no, that's great. So, I mean, we kind of, we, we started to get into it a little bit, but I'm, I'm kind of curious, like I gave a, you know, a very, very brief intro to, to you. And we, we talked a little bit about it here, but you know, it's always great to hear it in, in your words. And I, and I love to hear people's stories of how they, go from say being from Nova Scotia or having come to Nova Scotia and lived for a while. What's been that journey? Like what's, what's been the, the Olivia journey to get from where you started to, to where you are now, which is, as you said to me, you know, in the middle of renovating your house in sort of an endless way there in London. <laughs> yes. Um, you know what? It's a really weird story because I never intended to be here to begin with. So it's sort of a happy accident on a lot of different levels. So I grew up in Nova Scotia. I was born in Halifax, spent a lot of my childhood in Bridgewater on the South Shore. And then my family moved back to Fall River um, when I was starting junior high. And that's where they're still based. So my family is massive. I worked at the Superstore growing up. People used to come through my till and say, you must be a McDonald. Whose daughter are you? And I'm like, I've never seen you in my life. Who are you? And then there'll be a cousin. Like, and it's, I just thought, oh man, I can't get away from this. Like, so I lived in Nova Scotia, did my university there, lived at home, but I did my internships always outside of the province. So I did um, one in Quebec, uh, one in Calgary, and one in Kelowna. And I thought when I graduated, that everyone seemed moving to Toronto. And to me, you know, that was always an option because it's my country, you know, I can I can always go there, but I couldn't always go travel or to, you know, try and live abroad. So originally I wanted to move to Germany um, because my mom was an army brat and she grew up for six years um, on a base somewhere in Germany. And I always wanted to go there, but I wanted to move abroad and have work experience as well. And for my industry, which is like marketing and comms, if you don't read, write, or understand German, you're probably not going to make it very successfully there. So I had a friend at the time who was living in the UK doing this two-year youth mobility visa, and I applied and, and went over for that. Um, I was never going to be in London at all. I had planned on doing... Um, one year in Liverpool because I had just watched the Across the Universe Beatles musical and I had never heard something as foreign as a Scouse accent before. So I decided I wanted to go uh, move to where that accent came from. And then I was going to spend the second year in Edinburgh because of, you know, Celtic connections and that's where my distant ancestry is. 
So I went backpacking first. London was the first stop into the UK and I just never left. Um, and it's been eight year, almost eight years now. I've still have not been to Liverpool. Um, <laughs> and I just became a citizen in the last couple of months. I bought a house in London with my British boyfriend. So it's kind of been a long winded ride. Um, and it's, it's been like challenging. If you look at the last eight years, you know, we had Brexit, we've had like a thousand prime ministers, we've had a pandemic, you know, there's a war in Ukraine, so much stuff has gone on. Um, and when I look back at the, when I first left home um, to where I am now, like so much has changed both in the world, but also the opportunities that I've been able to have because I've moved abroad. But I think the more, the, lo the longer I'm away, the more I feel this like intense connection back to Canada and all the reasons that I thought I wanted or all the reasons I left are now sort of the reasons that I'm like, God, that was such a great place, wasn't it? You know, everyone knows you, everyone can help you no matter what, no matter what situation you're in. Um, you know, you have a huge community of family, friends and whatever around you, beautiful nature. Um, but maybe that's just me and my you know, when you become 30, everything's a bit nostalgic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I and I think that's really part of the, the, the journey too of, of being an expat. Like that 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 sort of comes to be there's that excitement and then you sort of settle in and and, and it, it, you do start to get a little bit nostalgic, you get, get reflective. So I think I think that's pretty pretty common. But I mean the one part of that journey I'm always curious about is you know, for a lot of us that, that left the province, you know, some of us, like for me, I came back and, and some don't come back. But, you know, when we first leave, part of us is kind of excited because we, you know, especially if we grew up here, we're excited to kind of go out and see the world. And you're somebody who's pretty clearly, you've got a bit of an adventurous spirit. You like to go out and travel and things like that. But it maybe explain how, how were those first few months, like the, the actual, like the, the moment of leaving home and then the, you know, that as the realization sets in that you're not living here anymore. What was that like for that first little while? I think it was exciting. It, I, I've, I've kind of come full circle a little bit as well, because I think when I first left Canada, I was, I wouldn't say resentful, but I was like, oh, the Maritimes, you know, so tiny, everyone knows each other. There's not much stuff to do. You're so far from a city and blah, blah, blah. But then the minute that someone would talk bad about it or say something about, I'm like, mm -mm -mm, this is the greatest place in the world. You know, you can't say these things. And I used to, I, I kind of always say it's the most beautiful place no one's ever heard of. Um, but I think yeah, like it it was exciting and then it was a change because then it was a comparison. So at first it was like, oh, you'd never have this in Nova Scotia or you'd never mm -hmm. get this in the Maritimes. And then it became, you know, oh, Canada does this better. Or, you know, you think the seafood's good here. Wait till you have a Digby scallop, you know? And it's all these like weird emotions and you kind of go through like ebbs and flows of it. And even now that I have a house, um, you know, the quality, it's 125 years old. Um, 
And that's way older than like almost Canada. So it's <laughs> like, you know, stuff that just you wouldn't expect to be the reality sometimes in a property compared to what you get back in Canada. So it's constant, you know, there's perks and positives and negatives to both both sides of it. But I think, you know, your priorities change as well as you get older and the, the things that you once valued or you, you once sought out are now the things that maybe you don't want as much or you want more of or you know you're you're constantly like too foreign for abroad but too foreign for home you know and <laughs> you don't fit in anywhere after a while <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a uh, i mean but you still were able to add the s on to anywheres so i mean there's still a little <laughs> there's still a little bit of home there uh <laughs> um it's funny. So when you and I were messaging about setting up this this conversation, you 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 described yourself. The phrase you used was uh, that you're a chatty Kathy, and so yeah. <laughs> I I need to know how how much of your upbringing as a Nova Scotian do you uh, do you attribute that that ability that gift to gab um, for for causing? Uh, probably entirely. I think you know whenever you go to the grocery store or something, you, your parents would just go in and be like, Oh, I'm just picking up something. And you're like, Oh, I'll, I'll wait here. And you know, 45 minutes later, you're like, come on, dad, you're just getting some eggs. Like what's going on. And he comes back and he's like, Oh, I've met blah, 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 blah. And they've told me so-and-so and so. And it's like, okay, great. But I'm now late for <laughs> wherever I was going. So definitely. I, I think that's partly also why, I think it's helped me in my professional life as well because I'm in marketing, I'm in comms. Like a lot of the work I've done is around kind of connecting the dots and connecting people. And I think a lot of that has been because of the connections I'm able to make or, you know, meet, grouping people together and stuff. Um, and I think it's definitely a skill when you're not, when you have no one around you and you have to totally start from scratch it's daunting and it's scary, but having the ability to kind of like chat and like tease things out of people and somehow finding a way that you have a connection in common, which happens, you know, quite often, um, it, it's, it's been definitely valuable. So I, yeah, I never looked at it from that way, but I think it's definitely <laughs> probably, probably a big factor underlying Yeah. So I, I have to say you really, you hit a nerve with the grocery store analogy, the, <laughs> So growing up when I, it was, yeah, my mom would always be like, my mom's a Newfoundlander. So it was like next level. Um, and, but same thing. She'd be like, I just need like two things. And I'd be yeah. like, is it going to be two things, mom? Is it really going to be two things? Um, and like that always bothered me as a kid. And now I've, I've had this, now I'm yeah. coming around to like, I'm starting to yeah. push 40 in my life and I've got a young daughter and my wife who's from Ontario likes to joke about how now I'm that person. So it's yeah. just like, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to step out and do something in the yard. And she's like, no, you're going to see the neighbor. You're going to yeah. go over. And an hour later, I'm going to be look, trying to find you. So it's yeah. just, it's, it's so funny that's baked into the culture around here. Definitely. And, and it's, I think that's the one biggest gripe I have with the UK. And not to say that they're not friendly people or anything, but, and, you know, I'm in London. So it's different if you're in the smaller villages and stuff. But when you're in London, you don't look at people on the tube. You don't smile at someone on the street. I don't know my neighbor's names and I'm in a terraced house. So I'm attached to both sides. Like it's just a, it's a totally different way 
of living over here. But um, mentioning Newfoundland, like they had the come from away play in the mm-hmm. West End for quite a while and it kept getting extended. Um, and I went and saw it and, well, a bunch of us went and saw a bunch of Canadians and we're all sitting there and some of us were from the East Coast, some of us were from the West and me and the, I think it was Emma actually who came with me. We were watching it and we're both like, ah. <laughs> you know, this is so beautiful. And we just love where we're from so much. And we're trying to like hold back tears and we're looking around like, is anyone else getting emotional right now? Or is it just because we have this connection? But every time I try and explain to people like, oh, you guys should really go see this musical. Oh, yeah. What's it about? Yeah, um, 9-11. Like, uh, <laughs> what? It, yeah, <laughs> so, no, it, it was really good. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta layer in that East Coast hospitality part to the, to the 9-11 story for sure. But, um, yeah, no, that, that would, that would, I could see it would just be a, you know, a puddle for all the, the East Coasters getting homesick, seeing, seeing the yeah. stories about that. And, and it was everyone then became, you know, on 9-11, this is what I was doing and it became this whole, storytelling of you know i was on the playground and the planes were going over and friends of our neighbors had gone down to new york and to help out there's all that kind of stuff and Hmm. um and then it kind of connects to like in a weird way the um halifax explosion because people are like why did your neighbor go help them i'm like well because boston helped us like you know and yeah we have this east east coast east coast kind of Again, another connection. So it's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a rabbit hole. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and so that that kind of feeds into the question. I'm going to ask you a question that I was asked recently that I had a tough time with. So I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to hit you with tough <laughs> questions sometimes too. But I mean, you know, for you as someone who who lives away from from the province and you travel to to quite a few countries and and you get to to meet new people, experience new cultures, and things like that. So when you take that context. I mean, how how would you describe a Nova Scotian to somebody? Like, what does it mean to to be from this place? Because I, I was asked that question, and I I started to answer it right away, and then I was like, wait, I, it's hard to really put into words. But I mean, it, when you think about that, what what is it to be a Nova Scotian? I think for me, and because a lot of my friends over here, my Canadian friends. I've got a few from the Maritimes, but quite a few are from Alberta and BC. And even just the conversations of the differences between how we grew up and how they grew up. And, um, you know, some of them grew up on farms, some of them are from cities, some of them are from super rural parts of the country. Um, But I think for me, being a Maritimer and a Nova Scotian is fundamentally the biggest difference that I've always found is just the friendliness and the kindness that people, no matter what your situation or what part of the provinces you're from, people will do anything for you. And I think that's the biggest thing that I miss because my boyfriend and I, like we always talk, you know, if we had a kid, where would we, where would they grow up? And for me, the biggest underlying thing is the cultural values from a, you know, there's 
like I said, benefits to both countries. But for me, if I have a kid, I would always want it to have the Canadian values and especially mm-hmm. the maritime values, because I think, you know, you're the, we're the salt people from there are like the salt of the earth, you know, they're so kind and anyone would do anything for you. People smile at you. They're so friendly. You know, you go outside and you now have 12 new best friends, you know, instantly. And I know it's not the same in other parts of Canada um, to the same extent, whereas anywhere in the Maritimes, that's the experience that you'll get that hospitality. Um, So I think for me, it's just that core, you do anything for anyone, you know, you'd Mm -hmm. always help your neighbor, you do the right thing. Um, even if it puts you out, you do it because it's the right thing to do. Um, and I'm sure people could say that a lot about Canada as a whole and definitely the global, um, sort of association people have with Canada is that, but I think the people I know abroad who have gone to the Maritimes and have gone to Nova Scotia, that is the one thing that everyone always says you know, you're so friendly, you're so nice, everyone wants to talk to you, everyone wants to know your story. Um, and they, you know, it's not the same if they, if they have traveled elsewhere. So yeah. that to me is the biggest thing that I miss. And I would want to instill in any future <laughs> child. <laughs> no, and totally. I mean, I, I moved home it was only a few months after my daughter was born. So I can totally, I can totally relate to to that. And, yeah. and it's true. I mean, Canadians, that's always been the impression I've gotten from, from folks when I've lived away is yeah. Like Canadians are so friendly, but it's, yo, we are a regional country. Like we are, we're Canadians, mm-hmm. but like they're very distinct regions. And I think, I think it goes next level in the maritime. So I, I a hundred percent agree uh, on, on that. Um, but and kind of building off of that, so when you, you you've got these regional things and it's it's a real connector point. So for you as an expat, what's it like when you meet someone new, say in London, who has a connection to Nova Scotia? What's that feel like to to all of a sudden cross paths with someone that say went to Dal or went to to the Mount or or grew up here? Like how to what's that reaction for you like? It it is so like. I can, you know, if you picture that like high pitch, like, like, it's almost like two people just come together and freak out. And because it's such a small place, and there are always connections that you somehow find. And for example, my best friend from high school came to visit me um, last summer with her new boyfriend, also from Nova Scotia, but from Um, I think he was from like New Glasgow or something like that. So I didn't know anyone that he knew. Mm -hmm. And she came over and he said, oh, I have a friend from home that lives uh, in London. Would you mind if they met up with us? I was like, yeah, of course. So this girl comes and she's like, oh, um, funny, you're from Nova Scotia as well. I was just out to brunch with another girl from there. And I was like, oh, really? Like, who? I'm sure, you know, I might know them. And she's like, Kirby? And I'm like, oh, my God. We all went (laughs) to high school together. (laughs) So then Kirby comes and joins us at the pub. And all of us are friends. And 
this girl's husband was went to went to high school with my best friend's boyfriend who went who's now friends with like blah blah, blah and like it, it's just crazy the connections that always seem to happen um so i think it's this you know instant you might not have known them at home or maybe you had friends of friends of friends but you weren't direct friends but it's like an instant bond yeah and even if you know the, if you're abroad you want anything that's has familiar familiarity um because you have a common ground with someone and i think whether that's high school or friends or you know seventh degree connections or whatever it feels so nice to be able to share in the same experiences and nostalgia and news from back home and you know all the stuff um but also even some of that regional small bits too like a, a good friend of mine from Cape Breton who lives also over here um her dad's a lobster fisherman so when everything was going on a couple of years ago with the lobster fishing and and also um with the um someone was a boat had sunk off the coast of the province or something you know we all touched in base with each other to see you know are you okay is your family all right um did you know the person but those kind of things like aren't going to make british news yeah. but having someone that at least knows that you might be impacted and how the emotional toil that you might be going through because of that and the kind of context around what it means um i think that's something i've really valued having people that have that same background that at least you have someone that you know understands when something happens yeah i i always found i don't know if you found this i always found in in those situations that when you'd kind of get together in a group like say you go to an event and you randomly bump into say three people from nova scotia and obviously then you go off in a corner and start chatting because um but i found those moments um it was like for that brief moment, I, I felt like I was home again. Um, yeah. You're just, you're just there and you're talking as if you were in a pub at home and it's just like everything kind of went away and all of a sudden you were home again for, for that. Cause yeah. it was just, it was this, the accent started to come out again and Definitely. the little ways to talk came out again. And I, I don't know. I found that that was so impactful for me was to have those little like escapisms into home uh, just because of, because it was people uh, to, to talk to. Yeah. And I think when I think back of Canada and Nova Scotia, the thing I always remember the most is the people and and the nature. You know, I miss the oceans. I miss the lakes. Um, I grew up swimming in lakes and stuff all the time. So that's the two things that I always associate. And I think um, a couple of times I've been out with my boyfriend and um, be around some girls from home or someone's coming to visit and immediately he's like why do you what words are you using (laughs) I don't recognize (laughs) these I don't know what English this is and you kind of forget if you're not surrounded by it but it all definitely comes back pretty quick um and yeah I think it is it you need those moments and those people that keep you tied back to your culture and your home because you're in this constant battle of you live here 
wherever, you know, wherever that is, you have friends who are from that country, you have even friends from home that live over there. And it's not that you are losing your, you know, well, you lose your accent after a while, yep. I've been told. Um, and, you know, you, you're not around the same stuff that's happening and you do sort of lose that context a bit. So any opportunity that you have to like grasp onto it or retain it or keep that connection, I think it's so important. Otherwise, you almost forget a little bit about, you know, what, how you used to sound or how the type of like, um, like slang words people use in the East compared to the West and, or in Canada compared to like anywhere else. And um, (laughs) I'll never forget, I was at a work event when I first moved over here and having not realized this was totally different um, usage of verbiage, I had two glasses of wine or something or two pints in my hand um, and someone was like, oh, you know, is that for me? I was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm just double fisting. And they're like, excuse me? I was like, um, <laughs> what? And they're like, "Are you're what? And I was like, double fisting? And they're like, oh, my God, I have never. And I was like, oh, shit. Have, have I said something wrong? And everyone's like, you know what that means over here? And I was like, uh, <laughs> I can... I can assume, but it's not what I intended. <laughs> and yes, it was just it, silence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so innocent for Nova Scotia. We're just gonna be we're just talking about drinking a lot. It's that's yeah. all we're trying to talk about. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, um, no. I was like, okay, mental note: never say this again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's all part of the learning after yeah. after you leave home for sure. Exactly. Uh, oh my goodness. Um, all right, so now I, I, you know, we t- talked a little bit about some of the heavy stuff of what it's like being an expat and all that kind of stuff. Now I want to start tapping into some other stuff. So I want to tap into the to the travel advice side of you. Um, if you're talking <laughs> to somebody who's maybe considering their first trip to Nova Scotia or um, is on the fence about it, what what are you telling them? What advice are you giving them for that that first trip into the best province in Canada? So this is my favorite topic because. Every time someone says, oh, I'm dying to go to Canada or I'd love to go. And of course, they're, the idea they have in their head is the Rockies because that's, you know, the postcard of Canada. And it's beautiful. We all know that. But I'm like, but have you heard of Nova Scotia? <laughs> have you heard of Celtic colors? <laughs> Do you like live music? Do you like seafood? Did you know Canada, Nova Scotia has the most bars and restaurants per capita on the eastern seaboard? And I start like rhyming out all these facts. Um, so I think my definitely my top picks are go in early September mm-hmm. when the weather is still beautiful and the leaves are going to start changing. You can go swimming in the ocean. It will be like bath water still. Um, go to Split Crow Power Hour to start your night. And then do a pub crawl around Halifax. Um, Definitely go to the farmer's market and then get yourself a car and go down to the vineyards and spend Mm -hmm. a couple of days in the valley. Um, Benjamin Bridge is my favorite. Um, And I have found a place over here that sells it as well. 
Um, so I frequently order that. Um, and then I also always recommend, of course, the South Shore, Lunenburg, Bridgewater, Mahone Bay. Um, if you have longer all the way down to Cape Breton, um, Mm -hmm. to go do some hiking, um, go whale watching. Um, there's just so much like seafood, dining on the ocean floor, um, going to like burnt coat head when the beach, when the, the tides out and walking on the ocean floor. I think whenever I go home, I have this sense of duty to like showcase the province through my social media and through my friends of all the beautiful stuff that there is to do there. Because while if you Google what there is to do in Nova Scotia, you know, you get the top like Peggy's Cove, Halifax, yeah, blah blah blah. But you need to have that locals perspective. Um, and because it's not as easy to navigate around on public transport and stuff as some places in Europe, um, you definitely need to have a, a mapped out itinerary. So I love going home now with a different perspective on the types of things I want to do because I've seen friends do it or because I want to show people what there is to do back in the Maritimes and how beautiful it it really is. Um, And things have changed so much in the last couple of years as well. Like there's so much new development happening. There's so much more tourism stuff set up. There's loads more um, things outside of the capital, like the Nordic spa and stuff, which I went with my mom. Um, It's great to see, but at the same time, I'm like, no you have to stay cute and undiscovered this is our hidden secret (laughs) no one can come find you like i want you to stay the perfect little you know off the beaten path place i don't want it to get bigger but at the same time i do no i want that growth but i want it to stay like in my pocket (laughs) yep it's the classic Nova Scotian problem. Like we want to, we yep. want to scream to the world about how great this place is, but we also don't want anyone to know about how great this place is. Like exactly. it's, you're, you're just stuck in the middle there. It's uh, yeah, it's tough. Cause it, you know, for sure. Like for me, I've been home for, for five years uh, now and it's amazing how much the province has changed in five years. And it yeah. had changed. I mean, I can't even describe how much it had changed in the 10 years I was away. Um, so yeah, I mean, thankfully we still we we still have that that nice core to Nova Scotia. We're seeing the growth, but we're we're keeping a hold of what makes the province great. So um, I think we can do both. We got it, but it's 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 a it's a tough it's a tough line to to straddle for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. So okay. So that's that's all great advice for for someone to come. But now. I don't know if you're like me, you mentioned, so you mentioned Benjamin Bridge. And I remember I organized an event for the province one time in, in London. And one of my favorite things was being able to find Benjamin Bridge to have on the menu at, at that event. The Nova Scotians loved it. Um, yeah. But a huge part of, of expat life is missing food from home. Yes. Um, huge thing. So, you know, whether it's you've got it available to you there, or if you could sort of snap your fingers, like what are the thing? what, what's some of the food either like, homemade or pre-packaged that's in the store like what's what's the taste of home that you miss okay hands down the thing i miss the most is dill pickles europe has not mastered pickles the sourness and i'm talking like dills in a jar 
like crispy minis, lays, anything. They just do not have it. And there's a whole expat group of people that have like searched high and low the whole country, even abroad to try and find the perfect pickle. And it doesn't exist over here. Um, there's this little shop that is open around the corner for me and it's two Latvian sisters. And I went there and, and I was like, please host a pickle night, do like a dill tasting. And they're like, what? And I was like, please, <laughs> please, like the Canadians, they'll come, they'll flock. If you can make a pick, a dill taste the way that we want it to, I guarantee you people will start coming and you'll be sold out in an instant. And they haven't cracked it. They have not been able to find or create something with the tartness that we're all craving. Um, so that is the one thing. Like my parents, when they come and visit or friends come and visit, they're like, do you want me to bring you anything? I'm like pickle, anything pickle. I just popcorn seasoning, anything. Um, there is a, a little guy over here called... Uh, super sings Canadian things and he's um, I think he's like British Indian or something and for some reason he's just made an entirely niche little convenience store like I don't even know where it is in England but he's imported all these Canadian products and he's let us give him like lists of stuff like this is what we're missing this is what we're craving please can you try and get smart pop or please can you try and get nibs um and yeah he's just been importing it all but he cannot get the right pickles it's always the battle that's really interesting see now i feel like i i need to go on a hunt for a pickle exporter here in 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 the area that can ship to the to the uk i'm not even joking if you crack that people will go mental <laughs> Like it is the one thing above all things that people request is like Bix dill pickles. They can get Velocic. They've got kosher. There's a bread and butter. None of us want that. Dill. That's it. Oh, I mean, so I, I have definitely learned something today just in that an that one answer. Uh, that's, that's very good to know. Uh, okay. So, so, heavy on the on the pickles for sure okay we know that yep. um yep. what about uh any what about any restaurants any restaurants around home that you miss or other types of things along those lines um harvey's because <laughs> you can get loads of pickles <laughs> burgers <laughs> i'm i'm sensing a theme i'm sensing a theme yeah they just do not get it um i think also seafood like really even though the UK is an island and they're known for fish and chips, it's a beige buffet over here at mm. best. There's never anything really to miss about British food. Um, but the seafood from home, I really miss that. Um, and I also, a good plate of nachos. Yeah. Impossible that's... to find. Um, and burritos, like any Mexican type food. They do not make Mexican mm. over here. Interesting. Um, yeah, so that's another opportunity. <laughs> Pickles and Mexican, if you can crack it. <laughs> uh, 
All right, I've I've taken the notes, so so now I know now I know what to look for. Um, all right, so th- this has been great, but I, I I always end these conversations with with one question, which is um, explain to me your if you only got twenty four hours at back here at home in Nova Scotia, what's your your perfect twenty four hours here in the province? Hmm, I think it would be. Um, probably somewhere with everyone that I love, everyone from home that I've missed, my family, my friends in one place, um, maybe a pub crawl through downtown Halifax, Caesars, left, right and center, finishing off at Pizza Corner with a donair. Um, and then the next day, probably going down to the South Shore and just being by the ocean, being by nature looking at the beautiful houses, going to Big Reds. That was my favorite restaurant. Um, And just kind of enjoying the best of what the province has, in my opinion, which is the people, the nature, um, and a great night out. (laughs) That sounds great to me. I would would totally be down for something like that. That sounds like a pretty, pretty great 24 hours in Nova Scotia. yeah, I, so I mean, I just got to say, Olivia, it's so nice that I've finally been able to get to chat with you. Like I said, we've been connected for a little while. I really, really appreciate you taking the time to do this. I've really enjoyed it. I hope, uh, hope everyone listening has enjoyed it too. Um, and I hope you enjoyed chatting about home a little bit. Too, and thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity to reminisce a little bit because it's been a while since I've been back home because of COVID and everything. But I'm, I'm definitely now going to be gearing up to book my next trip and my parents will be coming in a few weeks so I'm gonna make them a list of all the pickles to bring over (laughs) (laughs) okay well it's we're Nova Scotian so I'm pretty sure you can get people to send you care packages too because like care packages was like the love language when I was living away it's just everyone sent me care packages of of food I miss so you know I'll see if we can get you like a a pickle subscription box or something like that (laughs) oh my god don't joke (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness thank you so much Olivia no worries. Thank you very much for, for chatting. All right. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. I'll let you in on a, a little bit of a secret. So I typically record these episodes uh, at least a couple weeks uh, in advance of when I'm actually going to release them. And then I let them sit and don't do anything with them until pretty much the night before I release the episodes. So for this part that I'm recording right now, it's actually the the Wednesday before I release this episode with Olivia. And I always listen to the episode before before I record this because I want to just sort of see how it sounds from from a listener's perspective. And so a couple couple things I wanted to to mention after listening to that. First of all, I hope you heard my dog make it an appearance right there at the end. She couldn't hold out those last thirty seconds, um, and I decided to not try to edit it out. Left her in there. So if you want to see how cute my dog is, find us on. Uh, social media, so either uh, Instagram uh, as Global Blue Nosers or on LinkedIn, uh, the Global Blue Nosers podcast page. And I will post a picture of Allie, my adorable dog, who could not resist joining the episode. Uh, and then the other thing was there was a lot a lot of stuff that Olivia said that I would love to dig in on more. But the one thing I really wanted to just 
talk about before ending off the episode entirely was the the idea of of the sort of the talkativeness the uh the gift to gab that that blue nosers have uh, and i i think oftentimes people that you know aren't from here but come and live here almost take it on as well it's it's definitely a feature of the province just the way that she described how it benefited her um not just you know when she left but in her own career um, I think it's really important to highlight. I, I think we always talk about how friendly we are and how talkative we are, but we don't talk enough about what is the value in that. And I know I saw it when I when I moved away. It was scary to leave the province. It was scary to start a life out in another place. And the ability to just sort of open myself up to conversation, that that desire to talk to people that I've always had in my life, really made it easier to go out into the world and, and try to become part of whatever community I, I became part of when I, when I moved away. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why we do so well as a people, when we go out into the world, we don't really have any problem talking. And obviously that's a broad generalization. It's not absolutely everybody, but I think, you know, it's definitely a feature of Nova Scotians to that, that we can talk. Um, and I don't think we focus enough on what a valuable asset that is as as an as Nova Scotians. Um, and I think Olivia did a really good job of um, of explaining that. So I just wanted to highlight that. That was something that when I re-listened to it here now a couple weeks later, really really hit me. Um, that you know I didn't pay enough attention to at the moment. So uh, I hope you notice that too. And uh, and yeah, embrace your talkativeness if you're a Nova Scotian. It's. Uh, it's just part of one of the many reasons why we're so great. And it's probably a little bit of a superpower of ours that we can uh, just land someplace and start talking. So thanks to Olivia for, for digging in on that one a little bit. Global Blue Nosers is a Some Good Media and Entertainment production. It's recorded, edited, and hosted by me, Sean Meister. Our theme song is I Must Sail Away from Lunenburg-based band Black Matilda. You can find the show on Instagram at Global Blue Nosers and on LinkedIn at the Global Blue Nosers podcast page. If you enjoyed the show, a five-star review would definitely be awesome and much appreciated. And even more importantly, uh, how about you send the episode link to a friend who might enjoy Olivia's story? If you are a Global Blue Noser who loves this province, why not send me an email and join me as a guest in a future episode? All my details are down in the show notes. Thanks again to Olivia McDonald for joining me this week. That was a ton of fun for me, and I hope she enjoyed it too. And the fun keeps rolling next week, as I'm joined by a fellow Acadia alumnus and a Nova Scotia superfan, Mike Kennedy. Thanks for stopping by, and I'll see you again next week. <laughs>